Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another Breakdown Bonus episode. I'm joined by Coworker Justin. Yay. I was kind of joking with myself earlier as I was writing down the notes for this episode. I was like, this is going to be the most caveman episode we've ever. <laughs> we have our caveman correspondent, yes. Justin, here. This was an episode about a straight dude going through a breakup. And so I was like, who better to comment on than the only straight man I trust in I, this world? <laughs> I knew. Before he even got there, I knew we were going into the gym. I've been there so many times. It happens. And the whole time he was saying that, I was like, yep, that's me. Anytime here at work, I get frustrated with something because like I don't really have the relationship problems like a humble brag. I don't really. <laughs> My marriage is great. <laughs> not, a big, not a big deal. But no, like, you know, when you're having a bad mental health day for me, because I literally can't get myself to go talk to a therapist, I'll just go to the gym and I'll put in some music and I'll go play basketball or shoot around by myself or swim some laps. And, you you know what? You're in your head the whole time. And when you leave that place, you're good. <laughs> That's my goal is to get you in a therapist chair before I eventually fire you from this podcast. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. It definitely, definitely should. I'm basically just going to be picking your brain about the experiences that you related to from his perspective, mm-hmm. just sort of like the general straight white man thoughts on, <laughs> on relationships yeah. and kind of what went down. Let's start from the very beginning. He met this girl on a dating app. Mm-hmm. And I think any woman looking to attract a man on a dating app is sort of like, what can I do to make my profile the most appealing to the objective straight man? Because he was like, oh, wifey material looking photos. What would you say gets a man's attention, respectively? Because you (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah. Like, what what could Nicole put on her dating profile? Yeah, let's say say you're going to swipe right on Nicole. (laughs) Kind of the same thing. Like, like you want a balance of stuff, right? Like, you don't want to come off, I guess, too boring, but also for me, I'm not a very outgoing person. So if all of your photos on that app are like out at bars and partying. I'm going to be like, oh, you're going to want to go out all the time. <laughs> and I'm I don't want to. already. Yeah, like I don't want to do that. So I should probably put like my nun outfit and uh, my holy <laughs> Bible and my shot glasses away. Well, yeah, yes. I don't know. Chilling photos. I get what he was saying. Like nothing over the top that screams like I'm trying to grab your attention, if that makes sense. Yeah, you want to have different facets of yourself revealed. I know. I felt this, this is kind of to that I think when he was saying like you can show your your mom or like it's a relationship it's not too many like bikini photos okay I want to bring that up because me and you had a debate about this probably a couple years ago because I was having this issue do you know exactly what I'm talking about I think I know what you're talking about (laughs) probably a year or two ago I had this really great photo of me in a swimsuit and it was just the one like more aggressive photo that I had on my profile (laughs) just to be like hey letting you know this is what I look like with minimal clothing on (laughs) and I would get really upset because it would be like the only one that they would like or comment on. Yes. When I posted this, I thought people were going to be on my side like, yeah, they should be liking the more buttoned up ones. But in my mind, it kind of just let me know what category to put you in. Oh, you're clearly just more interested in in my body in or my body. you just yeah. want to see the body shot. So I agree with you. And so this actually accidentally happened to me the other day. I posted a bikini shot. No. <laughs> 
We, Justin had his banana hammock out. Somebody that works in the radio industry, she lives out in LA, and I like a lot of the stuff that she does. And we've talked before just about social media content and stuff like that. And that was probably the end of the summer. So I haven't really talked to her or engaged with any of her content in a while. I still watch her like stories on social media and stuff. And if it pops up, like I'll give her a like. And I hadn't seen anything from her in a while. And the other day, something popped up. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen anything from her in a while. So I gave her the like. And then because I did that, you know, Instagram's like, oh, you want to see their stuff more. So then her next story was like, oh, I see how it is. You guys don't like any of my stuff. But then I post a shirtless photo mm. and you like my stuff. And I was like, so I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, she is in a pool and shirtless. Did I go, oh, me came back, me shirtless person. <laughs> like, you know, like I was very like, oh, my God, did I just accidentally do that without like realizing it? I feel like if you posted the bikini photo mm-hmm. and then you posted another photo, like I feel like we'd have a, we'd be having the same conversation or mentally you'd you'd feel some kind of way if the other photo did better than the bikini photo potentially. No, because I think it kind of depends like if you're specifically targeting sure. somebody, which I wouldn't because I wouldn't be like, why didn't Justin like this half naked picture of me? <laughs> right. Because I know you're a married man. Right. Obviously, like if I want my ex to like it, yeah. I'm going to feel some type of way because I'm going to be like, oh, he didn't want to give me that validation. And to be fair, I've done that to people too. Like if they posted a thirst trap, I'm like, I'm not going to like You know what this. I used to do? This is some like crazy mental warfare with an ex when she would post a clearly thirst trap photo. If it was something I thought was targeted at me, I would go to her account and find the photo before that and like that one. And then I wouldn't like the new one. I thought you were about to say you were going to report it. No, well, I... This is a child in the photo. I can try, yeah. No, <laughs> but it I, taken down. But like I used to like, if it was like, I don't know, say it was like a traveling photo or something and then bikini photo and I saw the bikini photo, I would go onto the account, go to the old photo and like that one. That's and so not give up. like the... <laughs> that's back in the day when I was toxic. So here's where I was coming from with the Hinge profile is yeah. that if I give you seven photos, I don't know how many it is, five, mm-hmm, six, mm-hmm. seven photos to like, and you specifically like that one. Over all order, the other ones. Yeah. Out of all the other ones, in order to get a conversation started with me, sure. it's the context that makes it that sure. way. Sure, and for me, in all those scenarios, I'm not taking it any further than like, oh, you posted a photo. Yeah. I like this I photo. Congratulations. I'm helping you get another like. Mm-hmm. But to me, if you're trying to be my boyfriend on Hinge, right. different vibe. Now, another thing I thought was interesting, and I feel like maybe I've seen this in some YouTube videos. I'll be honest with you. This is me confessing my sins here. I used to love watching dating advice videos oh, from people no. like Matthew Hussey and whatever. And I remember there was one, it was like from a guy. He was like, oh, if a girl can get in with my friends, like she's instant wifey. She's she's in. Yeah, I think there is something to that for sure. If you can at least be cordial and you're cool with my friends, then I know me hanging out with my friends means you can also be around at times. Because like if you don't, then that means anytime I'm hanging out with my friends, I don't want you around because it's going to be like a tense thing. It's going to be an issue. To reference the episode that we're actually commenting on, I was like, what made you really like this girl? And that was one of the main things he brought up was, oh, well, she just like got along with my friends. I was like, oh, I mean, I think he said a couple other things about her before that. That was like one of the main things he harped on. When guys get into relationships, I kind of notice that their friendship dynamics don't change as much as female friendships change. Yeah. And I want to preface this (laughs) because I've had this debate on the podcast a couple of times that like it is a normal and healthy thing to go and be with your significant other and to prioritize them. Yeah. It is a healthy part of life. It happens. I just notice that men seem to be a little bit better about keeping the community of friends around them. I would say, I feel like I would agree with that. Yeah. I think it just in general kind of slowly gets less and less. And there's people who obviously aren't at that point in their life who don't feel that yet and will feel personally, what did I do? Why aren't you wanting to hang out with me more? And it's just like, nah, man. And so from the perspective of guys being better about keeping community and friends around them and also that being a huge plus, I've noticed that 
when my friends bring around a guy and I'm like, dude, this guy is like not good. Mm, not they it. could care less. Do they get mad at you when you say that? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this happened to me with somebody pretty recently. I like to make my friends, male, female suitors, kind of work for my approval. <laughs> sure. Maybe I'm toxic in that way in the sense that I really want them to feel like they've earned a place into our community into that our we've group. built. Sure. Yes. You know, you don't just get to slide in and become my best friend's number one yeah. priority You're like over protective. me. You're protective over yes, them. I'm prote- yeah. And obviously I'm protective over them, but also like, you know, show some respect, soldier. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, one of my friends brought a guy to a bar and I kind of gave him a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the night, we were buds. You're good. But you know what? He ended up being a D-bag. Mm. And thank God, you know, I was a little bit more protective because I laid down the law and um, I was the only one to not get invited to his Super Bowl party that's actually happening this Sunday <laughs> that they're going to. He's trying to weave his way back in. <laughs> um, but I guess who will be showing up anyway? You? Guns a-blazing. Oh, man. Are you coming with some, like, buffalo chicken dip or something? Nah, I'll be bringing my pepper spray and uh, <laughs> some dating advice books for this man. He's got yeah. a lot to learn. Anyway. Looking back at my long-term relationships, all of them started as friends in our friend group and then grew to more. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't start as us dating and brought into the friend group. It's like we were friends with friends, and then that group just started hanging out more, and then we got closer, and it went from there. So another thing that you've talked a lot about on these bonus episodes and something that was also mentioned on Tuesday's main episode was long distance and having to date somebody when they don't live in your city. And that's been really detrimental to your serious relationships and is Mm -hmm. what I understand has been the reason that all of your relationships have ended. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about some of the struggles that you had to go through and if you related to anything he talked about? Yeah, when he was talking about how they had trouble talking to each other about things that were like a little more serious, to me that immediately was like, ah, so they weren't talking about endgame, how to end this long distance relationship so you don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. With my previous ones, there just was never, one was to college. That's four years. You know, we're not talking about end game, how we're going to get back together at that point. It's like, let's just get through college and see. That's how that ended. And then the other one was like, we were both long distance. We both had our jobs. Neither one really wanted to budge. And then once I was willing to budge, like I'd essentially have to give up on the radio career Mm -hmm. dream. And so that's when that person was like, no, like you're not giving up on your dream to move here Mm -hmm. and be with me. And and then when it ended, I realized there were other things that were not great in the relationship. So to their point, whenever they tried to talk about things that were more serious, things might have gotten tense. Every relationship I've been in when I had trouble talking, it wasn't things got tense. It's that I don't want to, what's the word? I don't want to like say what they were doing, right? I perceived this as how they were handling it. They shut down. We would start talking about things that weren't comfortable to talk about and they just wouldn't talk. We were just done. Oh, they would stonewall you. Yes. That's how I perceived it. That made Maybe not how they perceived it, but that's how I perceived it. And it made it obviously very hard to talk about those things. Sometimes Nicole can do that. And Hi, Nicole. <laughs> hey, Nicole. And I try to not, as somebody that works in radio and literally talks for a living, getting nothing back is like, I literally can't do anything with that. At least give me something. I think that's one of the reasons why long distance is either really healthy for some couples, because I had some friends in college that were like, oh my gosh, I love that he goes to a different school because mm-hmm. it forces us to communicate. And so it did. Yeah, you do have to do that. When I was in college back in my day, I was so old. 10 years ago. We had to Skype. We didn't have FaceTime. So like you have to 
to set time away. And mm-hmm. I think there is, you're showing how much you value that person. I am not near you, but I'm going to set an hour of my day to make sure I see you on my computer screen and we talk, you know, mm-hmm. like there was that for sure. Yeah. Rather than, oh, well, I'll see you tomorrow for dinner because you live down the hall at my college or whatever. Right. But also, I mean, A, it forces you to communicate, but B, it forces you to communicate well because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can say all day long like, oh, well, we got on Skype and we talked, but if you didn't talk about things like effectively, like yeah. obviously it's going to make you want to break up in the end. Right. I remember back in college being like, oh, I miss you. And it's like, oh, I miss you too. Okay. Like, what the f- are we going to do about it? Like, you no, live in Florida and you live in Pennsylvania. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. In my mind, that's probably why it ended. What I thought was so interesting about this main episode was he actually seemed really frustrated about the fact that they weren't having deep conversations about the issues that they were having. Mm-hmm. And I always have kind of felt like women typically take the lead on emotional conversations so. and communication. So I thought that was an interesting dynamic. And I wondered from your perspective, do you feel like your girlfriends have had to teach you to be more verbally communicative or have you felt that frustration like he has felt that frustration? So I think it depends on your personality. I think it almost like how everyone has their own like love language, right? Like there are certain things like people want to receive things in different ways. So like, I think if you're somebody that's able to communicate in that way mm-hmm. and you both can communicate in that way, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. But if there's somebody that can't vocalize the way they're feeling very well, that is a hard conversation to have. I feel like a lot of relationships might be in that same way where, you know, maybe I am feeling some kind of way about something, but I don't know how to verbally say it. So having a conversation where I have to try to say it while also not offending that person can be pretty tough. So I could see that being kind of hard to do in a relationship. And to that, I feel like women are better at expressing their feelings than men because we try to bottle it up and just pretend it's not there. And then we go to the gym. And And we we go to the gym and we lift shit and we (laughs) punch things. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line is that you have to be willing to fight for it. Like, how far are you willing to go to adjust your behaviors to make this relationship work? And so with this main episode, it seemed like he really wanted to fight for this relationship towards the end. And she was kind of like, you know what, I'm actually tapping out. So I thought this would be kind of an interesting launching point to talk about the concept of the one. A lot of people have been talking about this on TikTok a lot. Women wait for quote unquote the, the one, one right. and men oh. marry the one when they're ready. Mm-hmm. And so from my perspective, I'm listening to this episode. And I'm like, okay, he was going to fight for it until he decided he was ready and then she could become the one. Mm-hmm. But she had decided you are not the one for me. So like Nicole always talks about like, when did you know I was the one? And I was like, I literally don't know. I, I can't go back to a specific moment that I was like, you, you are the one. Like I remember there was a time when she was away. She went to go do some golf stuff and she called me and she was super sick on that phone call was when I was like, I think I'm ready to marry this person. Like that's when that like happened. I had been having those thoughts beforehand to Nicole. Like she could probably be like, oh yeah, like two months in I was ready. You know, like it was a summer Tuesday at 9 a.m. But but I thought it was funny in the, in this interview, when you asked about how, when they broke up, he was like, it was August 12th and it was 6 30 PM. I was like, dude, I would not remember those things. He's got it written in his birth Honestly. And this is my hot take. And I like, Lizzie, maybe I'm off. Do you want me to call him up right now? Do you, we no, want to no, roast no, no, him no, on the spot? He can, no, he can tell you if I'm wrong or not. He says he's done, but I could see this relationship getting back together like later on in the future if they uh, if they are still talking. No, he said that he saw her in a bar and he was yeah, over Yeah, but he remembered that he saw her in a bar. And I know you asked about it. I heard that and I was like, I think there's more here. Okay, well then let's talk about that because, I mean, heartbreak, it affects people so differently because every relationship is like a unique little snowflake mm-hmm. and it's going to impact everybody differently because we all have our own traumas and triggers and things Mm -hmm. that are hard for us. I think 
men tend to handle heartbreak differently than women. The way I always thought about it was like women handle a breakup emotionally and men try to handle it physically, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. He literally admitted to that. Yeah, I, I really do think that's like a part of it because like I think back to breakups. My first one was in college and luckily my friend group that was there, they literally like broke into my dorm room and like, you're not sitting in the room in the dark tonight. We're going to the bar and you're finding somebody, you know, like we went out. We're going to get Justin laid. Literally. <laughs> and then the second one when we broke up was when I really started getting into running. I think the day we broke up, I signed up for like the, the Gate River Run. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I literally did. I'm pretty sure I signed up for the Gate River Run that year. Maybe, maybe I'm, my years are off. Nicole would probably tell me I'm an idiot and my years are off, but I definitely started running like right after that. Started running a lot. So like very physically trying to just change so that feeling went away. Okay. And did the actual physical act of it ever really heal that emotional wound, Justin? While the physical act was happening. So like running, yes. But then once it was done, you're right back to where you were. It didn't really go away. So it was a distraction, not a... Distraction until you're far enough removed from the breakup to just not care anymore. How did you heal from that relationship? Or did you ever? Are you still grappling with it, Justin? <laughs> no, you just got over it eventually. Like I just kept doing the running until I was over it. You know, like when I was in the gym then, it was like, oh, I got to get a revenge body. You know, like I got to get good looking because they broke up with me. I need them to be jealous. So that was like the gym motto mm -hmm. in my head for a long time. And then it turned into, well, I'm running the gate. Now I need to get my five miles running to eight miles running so that we can get there. And then like after that, it turned into, oh, I've got a wedding come up. I got to make sure my body looks good for the wedding. You know, like you just go until other things kind of started motivating you and then you stop thinking about the relationship as much. I can see that. And I've always thought about heartbreak as a virus. I don't think there's a cure for it. The only way to get rid of a virus is by time, by treating yourself right, just waiting for it to flush out. You know, they always talk about like the one that got away. Mm -hmm. There's still times where like something will pop in your head or you'll hear something like there's certain songs that I'll hear and I'll be like, oh, I used to listen to that on the way to my first girlfriend's house. You know, like you think that stuff every so often. But now because it's been so far removed, I don't think, oh, that used to be the song I used to listen going to her house and now I'm sad. Now it's just, oh, that was the song. Yeah. You know, like, you know, okay. I think culture really encourages people to be like, well, once you've moved on, you move past, you never think about that person in a positive way. Right. But no, like you had history with that person and that was a beautiful memory that that right. song encapsulates. It'd be a weird conversation for you to have like with your parents or something. But I bet if you ask your parents, like, do you still think about the one that got away or somebody that got away? If they were honest mm -hmm. and they weren't like high school sweethearts, like first time they, they dated and, and now they're married, I bet they'd be willing to admit there's somebody that every so often they were like, oh yeah. My mom was engaged and I didn't know this until I was like a full on adult because my mom, it was so painful for her to talk about in front of my dad. My mom was previously married and we didn't find out until I was in college. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The adults that you know, because <laughs> yeah. I, I have an aunt, same thing. I didn't know she was married and then divorced and yeah. then married who I now know is my uncle. You want some family tea? You always drop the best stories and then I never get them for the pod. I know. Family tea. My mom used to date my uncle. <laughs> what? <laughs> there you go. We're going to have to unpack that at a later date. I'll have to ask her for more details. Does your mom want to come on the breakup breakdown? You might need to. Can I get your mom and your uncle on oh the breakup breakdown? Oh my gosh. Because I don't, I don't think they really talk about it much, but yeah. Is that awkward? I don't think it is anymore. What, do you think it was at one point? I bet it, it had to have been, right? Give me the Spark Notes version of how your dad stole. I don't think it was like a stole thing. I, was, I think they dated, broke up, and then a few years later, like, she met my dad, and then they started dating. Whoa. Yeah, I think. I, literally, like, because I get so very little details about it too. Mm. So while we're on the topic of heartbreak and having <laughs> to move on from heartbreak, do you remember the first time you were truly heartbroken by a girl? 
yes. Like, I think we talked about it. three serious relationships. The one I literally married, which is Nicole. Uh, the other two, I would say both those two were heartbreaks. Like, because we dated for like two plus years. And so, they like, broke up with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never broken up with anybody. Justin's willing to fight it out. Well, I'm, and I feel like this kind of also relates to like the job here that I've been with. Like, I am very willing to try to fix things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like to fix things. So like, I'll continue to try to fix it until someone literally is like, hey, no more. You know, your high school sweethearts, right? You've been dating for two plus years. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was a year younger than me. So, you know, I go to college in an entirely new state. In those first months, like you're trying to one, figure yourself out two, figure out where you land in this new college dynamic. Plus, I know zero people at this school. So I'm like flying solo, trying to manage a relationship back home who is still with all, you know, friends and high school life and all that, who doesn't fully understand what I'm going through. All that stress just kind of accumulated into her being like, we're done. And that was really like, I was, I was wrecked for a while there. She broke up with me essentially through Skype because that's just how it was. You knew it was coming. We both felt it was coming, but it was very like, it was done. How long do you think it took you to get over that? A while. You know, we talk about like the not liking on Instagram and not looking and blocking them on social media. I didn't do that. And so I would always like all the posts she put up and, Mm -hmm. you know, we probably until I was dating Nicole. So we broke, we would have been. Because you dated somebody after her. Yeah. (gasps) T. I think when we broke up, we still texted each other like happy birthday text and stuff just to keep that door a little bit cracked open. Probably until I started dating Nicole. Wow. Yeah. And I never like, I never thought of it as that. But now I look back and I was like, that's exactly what it was. Right. Because 2009, that winter, I went home. We hung out. The next year, I went home for summer and winter. We hung out. And then those two years after that, I stayed down here. And that's when like it kind of was actually done, if that makes sense. I had the text every so often. I just asked Lexi that because, you know, her birthday was yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did your ex try and happy birthday her way back in your life? And she was like, yep, I'm not doing okay. And that sucks. Like every birthday having to just have your exes come back into your life and yeah. be like, hey, buddy. Happy birthday. Still here, girlfriend. Well, and she was really nice to text me when my buddy passed away. Mm-hmm. Like she sent a text. And I, I think if that happened to her, I would do the same thing. Like she was friends with him too. Yeah. Because we all went to high school together. So like, I think there was a lot of that. She's in a relationship. So when, when that text came in, it was very much like, so sorry to hear what happened. Thanks. No more. If you go any more, then thoughts start happening and that's not okay. So talk to me about that dynamic when you dated girlfriend number two. Did you have those feelings even when you were with that next girlfriend? I literally wouldn't think about girlfriend number one at all. And then my birthday would come around and I would get a text and it would be weird. Like I wouldn't even be thinking about her birthday. And then one day I'd just be like, oh wait, is it her birthday? And then you look on Facebook and it's like, it's that person's birthday. And you're like, oh yeah, I got to send them a thing. Let me slide my way back into this girl's life. Let me hijack her birthday. Right. But the way I knew that there was something wrong with it, thinking back now, was like once I would get that text, immediately like delete it off my, you know, phone Mm. so that it wasn't, you know, hey, let me use your phone. Wait, this person texts you? Who is this? You know, like just delete it out. Don't even deal with it. Shady Justin. Yeah. It sounds like that really affected you throughout your relationships. Were there triggers in your new relationships Mm. from that heartbreak? So like the second relationship was not Mm -hmm. long distance because we started dating towards the end of college. But 
when it started leaning towards we realized it was going to start being long distance was when like I started going back like ah oh, crap this isn't going to work we have to communicate like this and I don't think you're as good as a communicator as potentially girlfriend number one was you know mm. things like that there is a small percentage of gentlemen that do listen to, oh boy. to this podcast so my <laughs> hi friends hi hi to the 3% of guys listening if you had to give them advice like if they're in the middle of a heartbreak right now what would you tell them what would you tell the men of the breakup breakdown get in the gym and lift <laughs> throw some shit don't let yourself slip back into so, like there's a reason it broke up even if you're not the one that broke it up it wasn't meant to happen I would say people talk about relationships and going back to a relationship and and it working out that's probably like what maybe 5% of the time like if it ended it ended for a reason even if you can't see it now there is a reason and you'll be better for it so get in the gym for me it's more therapeutic like put on music I'm gonna go shoot around baskets and and maybe I'll go swim some laps and I'll lift some stuff but like it's more just like tuning out the noise than yeah. anything so I think that's a big part of it too so even if you're not going there to try to actually change your physique put in the headphones and go for a 15 20 minute walk yeah you know, we just love get a hot out. girl walk here yeah I'm turn all... on the breakup breakdown and just walk until yeah. the episode ends Nicole and could, I did one this morning <laughs> could be an hour and a half could be 20 minutes depending on the week <laughs> exactly so I think that's a big part of it remind yourself that it ended for a reason you'll remember like the good times because our bodies are really good at not remembering the bad times so make sure you remind yourself there were bad times and that's probably why it ended exactly well thank you so much caveman correspondent yeah. justin <laughs> if you like this podcast always appreciate when you leave us a positive review you can find us on instagram at break it breakdown podcast maybe shoot me a nice dm i'm going on a double date tonight oh if you're listening to this on thursday me and kennedy we uh we met some dudes out at pete's okay. and i guess she went on a date on tuesday and i guess the guy that her date was there with was like oh your friend in the red shirt which is me wants to go out with her should we do a double date so we're going on a double date are these guys cool <laughs> they work for the pga maybe do you think nicole oh knows them? she probably does actually thanks so much for tuning in we'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next